Hello, this is Reverend Raymond Kaufman, pastor of the Log Cabin Community Church in Vinings, Georgia. Welcome to our podcast. Today, we're discussing and answering the question, what is Lent? This week, Christians around the globe celebrated on Wednesday, Ash Wednesday, which is the beginning of the Lenten period. So what is Lent? Some people in their Christian faith early in their lives celebrated uh, Lent. They went to churches where they talked about it, but uh, some Christians, they're new to Lent, and it's all good, but let's talk about what some of these events that are taking place in the next 40 days really mean. We, you hear a lot about Shove Tuesday. You hear it also called as Fat Tuesday. Uh, we'd mentioned Ash Wednesday, and I remember as a kid, I had a lot of uh, Catholic uh, friends that I went to school with, and they always would say, what are you giving up for Lent? And that's something that, that my family didn't do. So let's talk about some of these things, answer some of the questions, and we'll know a little bit more about what Lent is. And even if you did uh, celebrate Lent as a child or as part of your Christian faith, um, we might learn something new. Did you know that the German word for spring is Lenten, which is where we get the word today for Lent? It's also the Anglo-Saxon name for March because Usually, Lent usually occurs in the month of March. Um, this is another example of Christianity borrowing from other traditions through the ages to help make worship more familiar to people. So it was kind of an early spring celebration, and this is the time that Christians take the 40 days before Easter is what we call Lent. Now, Lenten per- the Lenten period starts on Wednesday, Ash Wednesday, so the day before is called uh, Fat Tuesday, but also particularly down in Mobile and New Orleans, it's called Mardi Gras. And the Fre- it's a French word. Uh, the French word for Tuesday is Mardi. And so Mardi Gras means Fat Tuesday. Some folks call it Chauve Tuesday, and some churches celebrate by having a big pancake supper. Also, different parts of the world, like in Brazil, they call it Carnival. And it's usually celebrated as the last day to kind of have a fling before the solemn days of Lent. So you party, you have a good time, and if you're giving something up for Lent, maybe you enjoy it that day. You might say you're giving up chocolate, so you might have your last feast on chocolate on on, on Fat Tuesday. The term carnival is Latin for farewell to meat, because many people used to not have meat. They would just eat a chicken or fish or a vegetarian diet during this time. You know, um, Ash Wednesday, uh, many years ago, was just celebrated in Roman Catholic churches, but Christians around the globe are now celebrating it in Lutheran churches, Episcopal churches, Presbyterian, Methodist, and many others, too, celebrate Ash Wednesday. Lent begins with Ash Wednesday, the day before uh, the ashes, and um, the ashes are taken from the palms from last year's Palm Sunday. Many churches give out palms like we do at the log cabin, and they, we take those palms and then we burn them, and we use those leftover palm ashes for the Ash Wednesday for the next year. When the ashes are placed on someone's head, the minister will take and put them on in the form of a, uh, of a cross. And he or she will quote these words, which is a passage actually from Genesis chapter 3. And the words are, from dust we came, and to dust we shall return. Now, you may think that sounds a little morose, a little dark, but really 
actually it's very positive because what we were saying is we are nothing in our lives without God and without his love. The purpose of Lent is preparation. Preparation for Easter through prayer, repentance. Many people give to charity or show kindnesses to other people, or it might be fasting or some type of self-denial. It reminds us of the suffering and the death of Christ, and it prepares us for that solemn day of Easter. Now, as we said, Lent is 40 days, and it originated in the very earliest days of the church as preparation. Now, this year in 2021, we have an early Easter this year. It's celebrated on Sunday, April the 4th. And so it was a time when the faithful kind of rededicated themselves to their their Christian faith. And by observing the 40 days of Lent, Christians um, imitated Jesus's withdrawal into the wilderness. So remember, Jesus took some time, 40 days, to prepare himself for his earthly ministry. Now, is 40 a, a lucky number? Well, not particularly lucky, but we do read about 40 a lot in Scripture, particularly the Old Testament where the great flood lasted 40 days. Moses spent 40 days on Mount Sinai till God gave him the Ten Commandments. Moses and the Hebrew people wandered for 40 years in the, in the desert. And then the 40 days represented the time that Jesus spent in the desert before beginning his ministry. In earlier times, days of fasting were established, and there's many churches who don't recognize any of this at all, and we acknowledge that, and they just say, this Lenten season is just for our Catholic brothers and sisters. When we get into Holy Week itself, there's special days that Christians commemorate. The first is the Sunday before Easter, and that's Palm Sunday. We commemorate Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem. And people stood along the road as he entered, and he came in on a donkey, and people waved these beautiful palm branches. And in many churches, palm branches are given out on Palm Sunday, and in our church, sometimes children will wave them as a processional coming into the church, and it's very dramatic and very special. After Palm Sunday, the next event of Holy Week is Maundy Thursday, and this represents the Last Supper when Jesus met with his disciples. And so many churches will get together on a Maundy Thursday and celebrate maybe a communal supper together, commemorating the Last Supper, or also celebrate a communion service in remembrance. Then there's Good Friday, and this is the Christian tradition that Jesus hung on the cross around midday, some say at noon, on Good Friday, and he died around 3 p.m. And as that happened, the world turned black. So some churches will have a service of Good Friday. It's a solemn service, and they may decorate their altar of their church. They may take off the flowers and the candlesticks and just cover everything with um, black tablecloths or black linen as kind of a solemn day. So churches commemorate this in, in many unique ways. But then comes Sunday, and that's the Sunday. Christians, uh, we all celebrate Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday, and this is the day that we celebrate Jesus rising from the dead. And some churches get together very early on a sunrise morning, and as the sun rises, we celebrate our risen Lord. So I ask you, as you prepare yourself for this special time of the year, perhaps you would like to give something up, but perhaps you have this alternative, and this is what I'd love to consider. 
is not just only giving something up, but perhaps adding something to your life. And I thought of 10 things that I shared this morning at our church, and I said, just pick one of something you might like to add. Could you write a daily gratitude list? I've started doing this, and every day I try to list three things I'm thankful for, and it really kind of reframes my day when I think, wow, I have a lot, I have a lot of blessings in my life. So take some time every day to write a few things that you're thankful for. Number two is to pay someone a compliment every day. Could you take that on to say, every day I'm going to reach out to someone. It might be harder because we're socially distancing, but call someone, write someone a letter, and compliment someone every day. How about exercising? It might be taking care of your body and doing something good for you, just going on a walk or doing a, a new form of exercise of something you'd like to do. Um, do a different kind deed every day. Do something nice that surprises someone. Say positive affirmations. Is there something positive you could say to someone each day? Number six, I like this one. It's eat more. But then I have a dot, dot, dot. It's eat more fruits and vegetables. Taking care of yourself and being good to yourself and trying to do good things for you. Number seven, get in touch with an old friend or old friends. I've thought of three friends I've been thinking about lately that I went to college with that I want to reach out to that I haven't haven't spoken to in a long time. So I think this is something I'm going to try to do in the next month or two. Then number eight is maybe set short-term or long-term goals for yourself. What is something you'd like to accomplish in the next 40 days? Number nine is to organize something. Maybe organize your finances or something in your life that maybe you really need to take care of. And number 10, is to write a daily journal. Could you write like a dear diary, dear journal, this is what I did today, this is what I'm thinking about? Only for you to read, but take some time to to write in a journal. So these are 10 ideas that you could think about of things you might add to your life that might enhance your spiritual development in the next few weeks. As we close today, could we bow our heads and join together by saying together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you and God bless you.